Let us pray, for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and behold, someone greater than Solomon is here. Matthew 12:42. Dear God, we know that the kings and queens of old traveled far to hear Solomon's wisdom, but something greater than Solomon is here. We come before you acknowledging that Jesus, the true wisdom of God, is in our midst. Father, we thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, who embodies wisdom and truth, far surpassing the wisdom of Solomon. We ask for the grace to seek him diligently, to listen to his teachings, and to apply his wisdom to our lives. Grant us a spirit of discernment and wisdom so we can understand your will and live according to your ways. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for praying with me today. Stay tuned now for another episode of Stories of the Messiah with Rabbi Schneider. Stars blanketed the dark expanse of night, twinkling above King Solomon's roof. The night was warm, and Solomon lay on his bed looking out at the heavens and wondering if he had what it took to be king. His father, David, was a truly great king. He was a skilled warrior, a talented poet, and fiercely devoted to God. How could Solomon ever live up to the greatness of David? Solomon felt the weight of the crown, his eyes grew heavy, and he soon fell into a deep sleep. Solomon awoke to a vision. It was as if the glory of the stars had descended upon him and wrapped him in a divine whirlwind. He heard a voice from the light. Ask for whatever you want, and I will give it to you. Solomon knew it was the voice of God himself. He held out his hands and looked upward. Lord, you have shown kindness to my father, David. He was a faithful man, righteous and upright. And now here I am, here to sit on this throne. But I am only a child. I don't know how to lead a nation. These are your people, Lord, and I fear that I cannot lead them. Solomon looked down and clenched his fist. Please, Lord, give me wisdom. Give me a discerning heart to govern your people and understand right from wrong. They are your people, Lord, so help me lead them. A warm and gentle rush blew through the skies, and the dancing lights surrounded Solomon in brilliance. His voice was like the sound of a thousand rushing waters. Since you have asked for wisdom, and not for long life or wealth, nor did you ask for the death of your enemies, I will do what you have asked, give you a wise and discerning heart. So much so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. And I will adorn you with riches and honor, so that there will be none like you in all the nations. God's blessing was a rush of comfort to Solomon, but the Lord was not finished. And if you walk in obedience to me like your father David, I will give you a long, vibrant life. Solomon closed his eyes and then awoke in his bed. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stories of the Messiah podcast. I'm Rabbi Kurt Schneider from Discovering the Jewish Jesus. It's a joy to be your guide through this journey through the Bible's most iconic stories. If you've enjoyed our journey thus far, consider leaving a review and sharing with a friend who want the story of the Bible and the hope of Jesus to be spread worldwide. This season of Stories of the Messiah is called Jesus the Greater. We have been exploring the highs and lows of the Bible's most famous heroes, ultimately showcasing how their stories foreshadow the greatest hero of all, Jesus. So far, we learned how Jesus is the greater Adam, Cain, Noah, Abraham, Jacob, Isaac, Joseph, Moses, Joshua, Samson, Boaz, and David. Today, we look deeper into the life of Solomon. When he first became king of Israel, God asked him what he desired most. The son of David could have asked for anything. He could have asked for riches, military might, or perfect health. But Solomon knew what he needed to carry out God's mission for him was wisdom. God responded with an abundance of favor. He didn't just make Solomon wise. He made him the wisest man ever. Solomon became famous amongst kings and queens of different nations. Under the wise rule of Solomon, Israel was brought into an unprecedented era of wealth and prosperity. He brokered treaties and alliances with other nations. But his greatest accomplishment was building the temple of the Lord. He fulfilled the desire of his father, David, and created a place of worship for all the people of Israel to connect with God. Solomon's first few years as king were successful on nearly every level, nearly. Solomon, to broker treaties with smaller kingdoms, accumulated many wives from four nations. Each came with different ideologies, religions, and pagan practices. Not only this, but Solomon was tortured with an insatiable curiosity. In Ecclesiastes, Solomon recounts his experiment with joy. He sought out every pleasure one could have under the sun to see if it would give him the satisfaction and joy he was looking for, but it always left him empty. Unfortunately, Solomon compromised one too many times, and his heart descended into darkness. He began as a philosopher king over a united Israel, but ended as a conflictive chief over a divided kingdom. 
let's enter back into Solomon's story and see just how far he fell from favor with God. The full moon was set high over the hill country of Israel. The late night mist slithered through the forest like a serpent. Torches were placed on the trees leading up the hill. Under a wooded glen was a totem of Ashtoreth, carved from a tree. The moonlight shone on the idol's provocative features. Ashtoreth was the goddess of the Sidonians. Her followers worshipped her through lewd orgies and prostitution. Among a throng of naked worshippers was Solomon, dancing and howling to the moon with his Sidonian wives. His promises to God were but a distant memory, drowned under drunkenness and debauchery. Tragically, the mount dedicated to Ashtoreth was not the only place of worship Solomon had made. On the peak opposite to them was a far more sinister space. Set on a cursed hill sat an idol erected to Molech, the detestable god of the Ammonites. Molech worship was abominable in the eyes of the Lord, for on the altars of Chemosh and Molech, newborn children were offered as sacrifices. The blood of infants cried out from the corrupted mountain, and God's wrath was kindled against Solomon for allowing it to happen. As Solomon descended the hill of Asherah, the Lord came to him again. This time, it was not a warm embrace of blessing and favor. God's judgment burned hot against Solomon. Did I not command you to keep my covenants? The Lord's anger was palpable, nearly shaking the ground under Solomon's feet. I will tear your kingdom away from you and your counsel. God's decree was short and to the point. For the sake of your father David, I will not do it in your lifetime. No, your son will struggle as king, and the nation will be divided. But for David's sake, the one after my heart, I will spare you, the tribe of Judah. God's presence left Saul, and he was left alone in the misty, cold forest. Solomon's fall is not only a tragedy, it's a warning. None of us are immune to corruption. Even with all the world's wisdom, wealth, and fame, Solomon sought pleasure in other gods. If the son of King David himself was susceptible to idolatry, then so are we. The second you think you're safe from sin, you become vulnerable. It takes more than wisdom to resist temptation. Philippians 4 reminds us that peace that passes understandings is what guards our hearts and minds. For all his wisdom, Solomon lacked the discipline and conviction to stay the course. At the end of his life, he wrote a profoundly philosophical and nihilistic book called Ecclesiastes. His prose in that book reflected his regret for squandering his relationship with God in pursuit of pleasure and riches. Listen to Solomon's voice in this retelling of Ecclesiastes chapter 2, when he recounts the vanity of pleasure. So I said to myself, Come now, I shall test thee with the sweetness of pleasure. Indulge thyself. But lo and behold, this too was as empty as the air. Of laughter, I declared, tis madness. And of pleasure, what value does it truly hold? In the depths of my heart, I sought to uplift my spirit with wine, my heart playing the role of a wise shepherd, and to seize upon folly, that I might discern the goodness for mankind to pursue beneath the heavens in the short-lived days of their existence. Great were the works that I crafted with these hands. 
I erected grand structures and sowed vineyards aplenty for my own delight. I cultivated gardens and verdant parks, within which I nestled all manners of fruit-bearing trees. From my forest of thriving timber, I constructed reservoirs to quench their thirst. I employed servants of both genders, and those born under my roof were also enlisted into my service. I amassed significant wealth in herds and flocks, surpassing any king that came before me in Jerusalem. Silver and gold were gathered in abundance, along with the treasures of kings and provenances. I secured the services of talented minstrels, men and women both, and the company of many consorts which were the joy of mankind. Thus I attained greatness, surpassing all who came before me in Jerusalem. Yet my wisdom remained ever constant. Every desire that my eyes yearned for, I did not deny them. I refrained my heart from no joy, for in all my labor my heart found contentment, and this was the fruit of my toils. However, upon reflection, all that my hands had crafted and the energy I expended in the process, I realized everything was as hollow as the wind, a futile pursuit. Vanity! Under the sun, there was no true profit to be had. True. Biblical wisdom must come from God. My passion with discovering the Jewish Jesus is to see biblical truth permeate our lives. Because what good is wisdom if we're disconnected from the heart of God? It takes more than philosophy and ideology to experience true satisfaction. We're meant to connect with the people around us and most importantly with our God. This is why we look to Jesus, whose teachings were more than philosophical prose, but the words of God himself connecting our hearts to his. Under the teachings and leadership of Jesus, we are led into joy, satisfaction, and peace that does surpass all understanding. Listen now to the comforting words of Jesus and compare them to the nihilistic wanderings of Solomon. Jesus, on top of a mountain, connected people to the Lord instead of leading them astray. Jesus was high on the mount, looking down at the crowd with unwavering love and compassion. As Jesus spoke, some followers interjected, Teacher, please show us how to pray. To which Jesus responded, Address God as our Father, acknowledging His holiness. Seek for His kingdom to be established and His will to be fulfilled here, just as it is in heaven. Ask Him to take care of our daily necessities to grant us forgiveness for our transgressions and guide us to forgive those who have wronged us. Pray for him to lead us away from trials and save us from evil's clutches. The prayer was concise yet profound, articulating the bond that should exist between humanity and God. Don't allow yourself to be burdened with worry. Take a moment to observe the birds of the sky. They don't labor or fret, yet God provides for them. If he takes care of them, he will certainly take care of you, for you are even more valuable to him. No one has ever gained an extra second of life by worrying. Don't lose sleep over what tomorrow might bring. Each day has its concerns. Focus on living in the present. As Jesus was speaking, he noticed a few people exchanging glances. People tend to scrutinize the shortcomings of others instead of examining themselves. Jesus was aware of this, and so he issued a stern warning to those who could hear him. Exercise caution when judging others, because you too will be judged. 
Why would you highlight the speck in another person's eye while ignoring the hefty log in your own? His words provoked a ripple of laughter among the listeners. Jesus grinned. Before you draw attention to others' faults, confront your own. That's the best way to serve them. Overflowing with love for the people, Jesus viewed them through God's eyes as children needing the care of a loving parent. Don't hesitate to ask God for what you need. Search for him and you'll receive an answer. Would any of you parents out here refuse to give your child bread and instead offer him a stone? If even you who are flawed would never do such a thing, how much more will God generously give to those who seek after his favor? After a moment of silence, Jesus rose from his seated position. As the wind swept from behind him, his robe fluttered in the breeze. He took a step forward and elevated his voice. He wanted every listener to capture his next words. Do to others what you would want to be done to you. This principle encapsulates the essence of God's law. But remember this, the entrance to God's kingdom is narrow. The path of least resistance is broad and inviting, but it's misleading. It leads to destruction. God's true path is challenging. It demands sacrifice, endurance, and humility. That's why many people will choose to bypass it. In the end, a tree is evaluated by its produce. A healthy, good tree yields edible fruit. A bad tree only produces prickly thorns and toxins. Similarly, our hearts dictate our actions. A pure heart leads to good deeds, while a corrupt heart leads to sinful actions. Let's be clear. Verbal declarations are insufficient. Not everyone who claims to know God will enter his heavenly kingdom. When Jesus gave the Sermon on the Mount, he connected divine wisdom with the heart of God. That's where understanding matters most. Wisdom and discernment must be yielded to the heart of God. Jesus, being God, gave us the proper application of wisdom. In this way, we are certain that Jesus is the greater Solomon. Our next episode will take place in the divided kingdom of Israel, the tragic state of the nation due to Solomon's wickedness. But amid the corruption and evil, a singular figure was willing to take a stand. His faith was legendary, so legendary that it was able to call fire down from the heavens. Join us next time to discover how Jesus is the greater Elijah. Are you interested in further exploring the presence of Jesus in the Old Testament? If so, head over to my website, discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Additionally, my latest book, Messianic Prophecy Revealed, Seeing Messiah in the Pages of the Hebrew Bible, could offer valuable insights. You can obtain a copy from my website. If you enjoyed today's podcast, leave us a review and share it with a friend. We want the story of the Bible and the hope of Jesus to be spread worldwide. To make prayer a priority and hear more stories to inspire hope, visit pray.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. 
Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.